Welcome to episode 34 of the Jurassic World Dollar Podcast. Uh, that could potentially be the last time that I say that, um, as obviously we are changing websites, mm-hmm. which we will talk about, but I'm joined with Ryan and Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, good Hello. morning. Good morning to you guys. I'm also joined with uh, Josh. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, online alias. Give us your online Twitter name, or is it just Josh? <laughs> uh, Twitter, it's just like Josh underscore or Joshua underscore Malone. Okay, there we go. But yep. your I'm alone. your JP name was Dark Rex. Yes, on JP Toys. Yeah, J- Dark Rex. Because <laughs> I went through like I'm a major emo right time in junior high school, so. <laughs> you were a dog wreck. Oh man! Yes, Did you yes. like the? Uh, well, so you probably really liked that. Uh, was it the 2004 uh, JP3 Ultra T Rex repaint? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I <laughs> totally. Kinda, I do kind of like that one. The one with the chocolate brown with the red stripes. Yeah, that was. I really liked that one, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, and also ma- it matches the persona. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, you know what? I still like that one. Um, so out. we, so, I mean, this is quite interesting. I'm I'm not sure where Ryan was at this stage, uh, this stage in his his young life. But me, Chris, and Josh were all on a JP Toys forum back in the day. Yeah, it's actually how I met Josh. Mm. Um, yep. Long time ago, man. Long time. <laughs> I wasn't as active back then. I would usually, I even back then, I would tend to find like hard to find news or scoops. And that's like when I would uh-huh. usually swing by JP Toys. I'd be like, "Hey guys, check this out!" And then I would just kind of disappear into obscurity, into the night. Um, yeah, and like, but like, I didn't communicate with a lot of people back then. I was kind of more reserved to myself, and just would just kind of drop news. And then I, I was a big lurker in terms of socialness. Like, I was not social. I would just kind of watch, be like, "Hey, is there any new toys?" Nope. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So Chris was kind of emo as well as what he's trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I literally like me back then. Me now, like I was not social at all. Like, I mean, I was social with my friends and stuff, but like, no, I, I couldn't imagine myself having a Twitter or like any of this stuff at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was fourteen, fifteen, f- 15, 15 in the year two thousand. So old. I was at that age where I was like, "Man, you're an old man." I still. I still really like JP Toys, but I'm not going to admit it. So, um, I mean, and of course, I really liked I liked it, and I was at that time. It was all I was all about. Uh, the only website I got on was Dan's JP3. Oh, page. Yeah, and no, that's talking. That's bringing that it was, back, man. That, <laughs> that was my go-to JP store. I was oh man, but I didn't even I didn't even know how the internet fucking worked back then. Right, so. I love that page. No, I loved Dan. That was such a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Great. Um, I mean, it was basically us. That, that you know that was JurassicPark4.org. You know we were the new version yeah. of that. And I remember I still speak to Dan occasionally. I remember asking him before uh, Jurassic uh, World was renamed, but when it was announced as JP4, I remember asking him like, "Are you going to do a Dan's JP4?" Because that was always something that you were planning. And he never got around to it. But that would have been fun, man. Like mm-hmm. with the same design and everything, the same you know, which now is really outdated. In fact, is it still even a website? Is it still? Uh, no, uh, I think somebody said recently that it went the way of the dodo. <sighs> I gotta look. Yeah, I'm quickly looking now. It's like nostalgic time, but I remember, yeah, JP. Because it was, I remember going to Jurassic Park 3's website, and it just was, you know, it hardly had, ah, uh, yeah, no sponsors. It oh, hardly man. had anything on there, but Dan's JP3 page, I mean, it, it just had was everything. Like, 
it had everything you needed, like pictures, news, and, the trailers, and, uh, like anything you could yeah. ask for. Links to the old to the old website. Yeah, I mean, it but was they, just like it had everything. Even ILM, uh, they they said in a behind the scenes documentary that they used Dan's JP3 page um, for references really? when they were doing visual effects on the uh, plane. And they hmm. were like, who, who, you know, where can we get the best picture, you know, the latest picture of the plane on set or something? And they were like, let's go dance. Let's go dance. <laughs> really? That's yeah. so cool. It's on. It's in their archive, <laughs> uh, although we can't access the archives, which sucks, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I, remember. I remember. It was good times, man. What about, see, does anyone the power remember the JP afterwards? Yep. Mm-hmm. I vaguely see the thing is, like, I, for whatever reason, I mean, the movies were my thing. But for whatever reason, I was only really active and following, like, within the fan community, jptoys.com. I have no really? idea why I never bothered a lot. Like, I mean, I knew Dan's JP3 page. I just didn't follow it obsessively. And I'm not really sure why. Dude, I, there was... I, a... I, I don't oh. know if I had another source that I was getting it from or what. Or maybe I was talking to somebody online on, like, AIM back then that was, like, feeding me my information that I had just totally forgotten about. Like, maybe I had somebody who was just telling me. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I ICQ mean, like, as well. Does anyone remember ICQ? Anyone no. use that? I, I mean, no. I don't know the name. I never used it. I used, like, AIM and <laughs> I used Yahoo. And AIM Messenger and Windows and Messenger. Wind- oh, Windows Live Messenger. Yeah, yep. it was just, it was MSN Messenger back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god it's like proper nostalgic and icq i remember i used each one differently for for different people around the world icq was very european you know speaking to the guy that owned ingennet remember that website oh my god yeah ingennet yep oh yeah i remember Ingen-net that one it was a good it was site. pretty sleek right yeah mm. but yeah. that's still online They're, they were Is trying it? to bring it back but it's like sort of like half alive half dead ingennet.com is it ingennet.net uh Oh, so Dan's JP3 page, you guys can access uh, dansjppage.com. Nice nice find, Ryan. Oh, That's, sweet. Look at it, it's still there. Ah. What a I would, uh, I would yeah, open it up, but my uh, computer sucks, so if I had yeah, my web browser uh, open, it, it would try, just start. ingennet.net. Actually, That's, maybe I'll just, I'll just yeah, pull the shit yeah. up on my phone. Oh, it's still there. It's like the old, when they changed to the JP3 design, but they kind of haven't updated it properly and some of the CSS isn't working. It's funny that they're trying to bring it back, though. I've spent a lot of time Man, on we're, this site. We're going on a nostalgia, no, you want, nostalgia trip right you now. You want real nostalgia. Check this out. Wait, Dan's oh. JP page is still doing news as of June 15th, 2015? He, he was still updating it, yeah. I had uh, no idea. Oh, the original Lost World website. Yeah. In. Yes. Nice. <laughs> like, if you type in uh, just the Lost world.com it'll take you to the universal's new page oh for jurassic park but like they still have oh, this you've one you've got to do the ah uh, okay yeah what is it forward slash lost underscore world zero two forward slash in gen you would e have it memorized no i'm looking at it right now J- josh just sent the link in the thing oh yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have the InGen website memorized yeah. you know what kills me is they took off they, <laughs> you would they, they took down a lot of those subdomains unfortunately they took down a lot oh of those God. subdomains um, for like the Jurassic Park and Lost World and JP3 websites when um, 
after Jurassic Park 3D left theaters and they got rid of the Jurassic Park 3D page and it's like redirected to Universal. Yeah. Um, just, after they got rid of JurassicPark.com, they also did strip out quite a few of the other domains, which is unfortunate. I don't know why they do that. Like JurassicPark.com should still be a website. Yeah. It's fucking Jurassic Park. Could you imagine if StarWars.com just like, didn't redirected have, to yeah. like Lucasfilm and only the ForceAwakens.com was active? Like, what yeah, the see, hell? Isn't this just proof that they... I mean, we've talked about this multiple times, and I know Universal are listening because they're our favorite... They're our, fa- you know, they're our biggest fans, but it just proves that they can't run this... They, this not, they don't know how to grasp this franchise. They don't I, even have a bloody website for it. How I'm sure they... I'm sure they think, like, we should have a website. It's just, like... Does it happen? No. I, don't I think you give them too much credit, man. Because <laughs> if they if they wanted a website, they would have one. You know, it's, it's universal. Well, I mean, they have one for Jurassic like, oh, World, to... so why not one for Jurassic Park? You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they took down Jurassic Park 3D. All they had to do was update and be like, no, they know that was a website. What was on it? Was it Jurassic, Jurassic Park 3D.com? JurassicPark.com got a makeover when it was coming out in theaters again. And it was oh, like, yeah. And it had all the trailers in 3D and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it was also like promoting the Blu-ray. And images and everything. I don't know. It looked pretty nice. Nothing but... beats this InGen site, though. I'm on the Welcome to Security page. A message oh, yeah. from Jim Belcher. Security. Yeah. yeah is this, What's that all about? Is this anyway? legit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lost World website. Well, do you guys Josh remember the dress? Legit. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the, well, I'm just looking at. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this Lost World website. <laughs> like, is this an official? Is this official? Yeah. Because there's some. Are you guys reading in some of the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like man. okay, I, I just I just went to dinosaurs real quick, and I just clicked on Velociraptor. Uh, fun fact: didn't know this. Um, the raptor was originally intended at Jurassic Park as dinner for the more popular Tyrannosaur, while its larger counterpart has adopted a more secondary lifestyle. However, the flat-snouted raptor has grabbed the limelight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, this is like really weird because I think this site is also like supposed to be a cross to like the ride so like because if you look down at the bottom it says universal city studios which is what sponsored Uh. that jurassic park online adventure game but also the list of dinosaurs that's here is the exact same list of animals that you see in the ride except for the gallimimus i guess but it's referenced Huh. Dude, the dinner as the tyrannosaur well wait in the ride it's not a brachiosaur it's an ultrasaur that's true it's ultrasaur uh, in Gen Employee Handbook, they've got on here as well. You and your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this kills me. Weird you know shit on here. We understand that life offers only one certainty: here today, extinct tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what? This oh man! Great. If only, this is, yeah. If only, um, uh, Jack and Tim knew about this website while doing Mizrani. Yeah, they could have pulled stuff from it. Oh, there's a, there's an email. I mean, maybe they section. did, but I don't. No. Oh no way! There's a login system to log into Hammond's email. Yeah, it's a unit system. <laughs> Does anyone know the password? <laughs> no, I, I've, I I've this. like tried scouring the internet for the password and I can't find it. I so bet you, after this podcast comes out, somebody will come on board and be like, "Yeah, the password's this," or somebody will figure it out. Hopefully, yeah. If somebody does, we'll bring you Guys, on the podcast. When you're listening to this, this like together. pause this podcast and just go to this website we're talking about. We'll make sure that we share the URL. Um, yeah. Oh my well, god. It, yeah. Go on uh, lost-world.com forward slash ingen forward slash index dot html and, and that, it, it, yeah, it's, it, the website's built with inline frames. Jackson S. 
outbox nightmare. We... See, like, what originally we... it was... Oh, oh was Rick, guys, guys. <laughs> this is an email from Dr. Stephen P. Jackson. Uh, subject is nightmare. Megan, I had the worst dream last night. I was sitting naked in the park wearing some kind of triceratops-shaped unitard. Do we sell these? What? If not, make a note. Dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my god. The compies were the cutest and so frisky. Suddenly, I heard a huge rumbling sound. It was the big purple dinosaur, only like 400 feet high. And he started to trample on all the other dinosaurs with a big smile on his face, singing that stupid song over and over again. I love you, you love me. It was horrible. Oh, this is <laughs> what? probably Who wrote this? the most amazing... <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even. <laughs> well, that was good. Okay. We're just scratching the surface right now. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, how awesome. do you get into that? Is that is that under systems or what? Um, I can't remember how. I think it's humans, and then that's all their emails. Humans employee handbook lost and found. No, I don't see email. Free of all the office oh politics. God. Free of that nagging witch who calls herself my wife. It's really personal. Like someone's really like got deep in this i can't link you directly to the email page of the site because it uses inline frames but i think it's on the systems actually um there's one from ludlow but that's password protected as well which is a shame yeah the way that it used to be is like when you go to the original lost world web page like you go into hammond's room and i know that there was a desk that you could rifle through papers Mm -hmm. and find the password and login information but since that page yeah, it was like on a sticky note or in his notepad. Yeah, since that's not there anymore, it's like... Wait, no, I'm on the page with the desk. Oh, are you? I bet you can find an image. Yeah. I'll bet if we How find you an on image Chris? of it. Chris. Uh, I don't know link. what I did, but I, yeah, link link let me see. Holy Here's shit. his desk. How? No way. I, I found it. Too much. Yeah. Guys, how? What's the link? What's the link? Lost-world.com. And hold on. Forward slash. <laughs> Forward slash. Oh, site underscore B. The, w- the wait is over. <laughs> Satellite transmission. <laughs> oh, wait. That w- It just linked me to Jurassic World. Oh, God. Really? I just sent the link in the text box. Hammond's office. Oh, uh, okay. If you yeah, get rid up. of Hammond's office, it's doing Click something. Up to literally just on Hold site up. underscore what? B, and it's doing something. There's also this one. There's a few different links. This is a nostalgic trip podcast, I have to say. Oh, yes. His desk, man. Here's by the computer. Oh. First one who can find the man. password gets kudos. It's going to be a whole podcast of us just breathing <laughs> and then finding <laughs> Yeah! I found like, it! Oh my god, we wish lost we had him. more of this. So, speaking <laughs> of, like, other awesome website things, like, you know, this, like, I wish we had more of this for Jurassic Park, but back in the day, did you guys ever play either of the online Jurassic Park games? The one that was tied to the ride, but then Jurassic Park 3 had that online adventure game, too? Oh, I barely remember it, but I definitely played it a little bit. Yeah. I don't recall either of them. Oh, really? Like, no, man. The um, what have I missed out on? Well, the <laughs> online adventure game it was very much just like one of those click adventures. So like you click it, and click to different rooms, and basically you find more of these emails and notes that like you're finding on the Lost World page to other employees and stuff. But your goal is to escape a or uh, get away from like an escaped Velociraptor. But there's like something like 22 different endings or something like that. But if you have, yeah, like, 
you can't like find the game anymore online but it's like if you watch there's a couple of playthrough videos on youtube but the jurassic park 3 one is this like really um it's actually fairly well crafted like 3d animation game where you go around like isla sorna collecting dinosaur eggs and your eggs can get you like actual like prizes but they're like cheap kind of like you know you can download this wallpaper or get this yeah. exclusive picture or do this or this or this and like ringtone i don't know if it's ringtone yeah and stuff like that exactly and like you encounter like velociraptors pteranodons and t-rex like t-rex and spinosaurus at one point and stuff like that yeah. i have never seen or played this game i i definitely remember that i remember the eggs oh god yeah what is it still? Somebody no, must have a I copy of it no. somewhere. It went no, down. What was it like, called? I want to say in two thousand seven or something like that. Man, what a disappointment! Yeah, yeah. I mean that because we haven't need... got any games for uh, Jurassic World. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what we don't like? What? Yeah. Uh, talk about? Yeah, we don't really have anything. Missed opportunity, <laughs> like majorly missed opportunity. I mean. I'm sure it's coming, it's just... Will it even be Jurassic World? It's not going to be a movie time game eventually. You yeah. know, it'll be its own thing. Which is great, but it would... But yeah, I mean, it's better than a tie-in itself, but... It's yeah, not it's better happen. than a tie-in, but there oh. also should have been something when the movie came out. And the call dropped again. Back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, games. Skype really needs to get... Like it's shit together. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. If if the editing is slightly weird in this episode, but our, our Skype call keeps dropping out, which is lovely and a lot of fun to deal with. But anyway, yes, uh, Josh. So let's ask now that we've we've had a good look at the nostalgic websites. Josh, what did you think of Jurassic World? So I'm like at a really weird time. Like even since uh, us meeting Jack, like I think, mm. and I think it has a lot to me. Like having done this Singapore audition like I was watching Jurassic World a lot when I was prepping for that audition I was telling you about for Singapore yeah and in fact so, just, like, just let just can you can you um can you let the other guys know yeah so I auditioned for um basically an Owen Grady part at the Universal Singapore Park um because I'm an I'm an actor but they had auditions and I was like yeah why not because I've never done like anything with my life it- so, um, <laughs> like, I did that, and it was nice and stuff. So, like, but at that time, I basically, my audition was a bunch of mismatched quotes from all the films about velociraptors and, like, how dangerous they are and stuff. But I tried to act as Yeah, much... it was a good audition, though. What? It was good. It was a good oh, audition. Oh, well, thanks, Jack. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, like, I don't know. Like, I've had, like, this weird kind of, like sudden burst of interest in Jurassic World it definitely like we talked at length the one night that we got together about like it it has its flaws and it like <laughs> yeah. like beyond you know it definitely has it but like I I can appreciate it definitely and I find enjoyment in it um I think more than I do Jurassic Park 3 but um okay really yeah um cause I I uh, it's hard. No, it's hard, but I think I enjoy JP three more. Totally. When did that happen, Jack? <laughs> um, I think this is 
been the whole time. I think I've been um, telling myself that, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed Jurassic World, but I really don't think I did. Um, and this has come up before. You know, I, I do it like Josh said. I do appreciate the movie. I, I I like what it did, but at the same time, I have I have zero urge to ever watch it. Am, am I the only person in this podcast that liked the movie? I mean, no, I think. Go ahead. I mean, like, because the movie was exactly what I expected it to be. And I feel like, you know, from a mixture of the trailers and the years of what Spielberg wanted the movie to be, I mean, I think that we struck gold with it. It could have been a really... It could have been a shit show. Yeah, it could have been like JP3 with militarized animals, basically. (laughs) Like, that's not what I wanted to see at all. I think that we got, like, an actual decent movie. I have some of my issues with some of the tone. It doesn't take itself seriously enough. Yeah, and Um, that's, like... I think I have that qualm with, like, a lot of films, like actually but definitely i i think the tone is like everywhere i think most of my major problems and i think this is what jack is more so alluding to with me is like um the whole like um i enjoyed it but i think like the biggest problem for me was like the missed opportunities you know i what i was telling jack and i were talking the other day about um like I threw I immediately saw that the original like art poster that was released at the San Diego Comic Con where yeah. you know that Raptors on top of the the original Jurassic Park car and you saw the new park in the background and like you know in one the night version you see the stegosaur in the helicopter yeah. and the day version you see the triceratops and I like for the first time in a long time I saw that and I was like holy shit where the fuck was this in the film yeah you know and like constantly you know we got teases from Trevorrow about like you know we kind of see more about this restricted section and stuff like that and that's the part that like really pisses me off is like you I- know okay none of this is explained like we didn't see any of like the production of the park nor did we get like any expansion on this restricted section like that is a good half of the island that they just have blocked off and like yeah we have the raptor pen there and we have the indominus rex pen but that whole area can't just be in case the indominus rex gets loose like you know why is that area restricted like what's out there we don't get any yeah in the first place why is it restricted before the indominus and, yeah, and I think that that I mean it, it's obviously not wild dinosaurs though. Let me, let's just be honest, because they wouldn't send employees out there with like you know raptors and everything like that, training them and um, hosting the Indominus paddock. Uh, just, yeah, but I think what we're saying is why you know why wasn't it that? And, yeah, exactly. Because that's no. more Jurassic Park than it was. You know, and having I'm guessing, wild raptors that eventually end up sneaking into the park during the night or something when all the guests are in the Hilton uh, and like raptors are running down corridors and shit. Yeah, well, at yeah, that yeah. point, it's just a different movie entirely, and um, yeah. But I mean, I will say, what I, I was definitely expecting something from that uh, that Englert poster right away when you see like the park being built. Like I'm like, oh shit, is this going to be our, our inciting incident that the movie opens up on? Or like, are we going to see this like really cool kind of like juxtaposition of events that just kind of like yeah. show you the park getting built and like you kind of get like, is it going to open up on this kind of? Uh, you know, it's been a while since there's been a Jurassic Park movie, so let's fill you in with a really cool, like, sequence of watching maybe, like, even, like, a scene like that poster where you see some wild raptors, like, watching as the park gets built, then you see some guys come in with, like, tasers, and then it just, like, cuts to yeah. current Cuts to black. Yeah, like I was so sure we were going to get a prelude like that, because all of the other films yeah. have, like, a really interesting prelude. And, and like, this one... 
it just had the egg opportunity you know yeah and this one was like the one that they could have really done some cool things like because this one's the one that's like man what are they going to do with it this is the one that they could have really done some i I don't want to call it fan service because it's more than just fan service i think that there's definitely the chance for fan service there but I, i you know in terms of storytelling mechanics um and ripe like material visually and storytelling that like you just aren't going to have an opportunity after this movie to talk yeah. to touch on i think that it just gave a very unique opportunity that it brushed past i think that's one of my biggest gripes right there is it set up such a cool premise and then it destroyed the park before we even got to explore the park yeah and that's what's frustrating but it's not a bad movie I, I enjoy the movie yeah it totally. just tried to do 20 things it tried to do like three movies in the course of one movie in the course of one movie at like two hours yeah and it's just yeah. like you know most movies <clears throat> batman versus superman can't even do that in two hours and 30 minutes you know oh it's... my god <laughs> batman versus superman was not a movie it was a, a series of scenes <laughs> it was that, an that awful was, awful that, experience i <sighs> have never been so miserable in a movie in my life <laughs> you know but i think what also is like you know i think jack and i had talked about this before about how like we think there was supposed to be stuff in the film that just wasn't so like if you look at the original press release for like the lego sets they said that they were going to take scenes directly from the film so then i'm left wondering okay where is the scene where the Dilophosaurus chase Zack and Gray? That, that wasn't and in the movie. And where is the scene where they capture the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Those weren't in the movie. Lego just made that up, to be honest Did with you. Did they? Okay. I can tell you that like, because I know, I've never read the script. I'm still trying to get a hold of the script. I would love to read the script. I'm just curious. I like, and plus, it's a good learning experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know people that have, and that, just, that, was, that stuff was never in the script. So Lego just bullshitted. I mean, who God knows, maybe it was in very early versions of, like, maybe the uh, Silver Jaffa script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's very That's possible. That's the one I want to read. It's That's the Jurassic very World possible they had it in that one. I'm not entirely certain, to be honest with you. Who knows? It might have been in there, yeah. and maybe Lego was. And maybe they had early concept art because we know that. I mean, in the Jaffa Silver script, the uh, animal is called the Malosaurus. Yeah, and we know the Malosaurus looked kind of similar to the Indominus Rex. It was basically the same idea, yeah. and concept art has slowly come out, like especially storyboards with the Malosaurus. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, I, Josh is right, though. I mean, like that. It, we know that from deleted scenes and stuff that we've seen in the past, there was a lot in this movie that didn't even make it to the Blu-ray under deleted. Scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I think one crucial point that we discussed, and I think every time someone mentions it, it still bothers me. East Dock sign. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that wasn't in the deleted scenes. Now come on. I'm sure it wasn't come anything on. special. It's probably just the kids walking through the woods, and they probably trip on a sign, and then they look down and go, huh? And then it probably goes on like it's probably like a three second scene, but put in deleted scenes. Well, and then also like the promotion with Barbasol. Like, why would you, they go out of their way to have the promotion with Barbasol? Oh, I'm so again. happy that Barbasol can was not in the movie. Yeah, I might be the only person because I don't think there's any reason why that should ever be in the movies. The dinosaurs never went extinct, so nobody needed them to clone them. Nobody would know where the can was. It was before like there would be like a GPS tracker in it, so it just it doesn't make sense to me. I might be alone because I know it's like a really no, cool but fan I think service I think moment, what he's saying but... is why did they spend so much time and money doing a Barbasol tie-in when they didn't even reference the can in the oh, movie? Oh, because it's cute and fun. I don't know. 
Yeah, that but one I, mean, I don't out of mind. All the things that could be cute and fun. It seemed. I mean, I love Barbasol and I loved what they did and stuff. I thought it was great. But it, 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 like Josh is saying, it's weird because it didn't even. They didn't even reference that canister in the movie. Well, I'm but so again, it just I'm seems glad like they did. Strange thing it. to have tied in when they could have tied in anything else, you know, that was actually in the movie. Yeah, well, what else was in the movie? To be honest, I mean, they had I mean, Mike and Ike's, and that was there. you have Starbucks, uh, Pandora, Jimmy Buffett's, Margaritaville. Like, there's shit ton of product placement. Jim, yeah, Jimmy Buffett did a special. Yeah, they did. June. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Jimmy Buffett did for sure. Unfortunately, the Margaritaville in Pittsburgh had closed like last year, um, so I wasn't. And I was thinking about That's doing a like a road trip to go to one just for the hell of it. But um, I, you know what? I had margaritas at the uh, after party at the premiere, and Jimmy Buffett was there playing live. So nice. I, I kind of did it, I guess. You had your experience. I, I had, had my experience. Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville experience, even if I didn't do it at a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Um, a really so, good yeah, jalapeno margarita. Really um, good one. At, you know, so Jurassic World, like as a whole, Josh, like it's it's okay, like in your opinion. Yeah, like you know, I. I think it's okay. I find the entertainment in it. I think that it it does add more to the world, and I think it it does satisfy. You know, fuck. I saw it eight times in cinemas, so I'm not gonna like sit here and lie and be like, well, yeah, I feel like I wasted my money because like I don't like. I feel like no, yeah. I spent it well. It was nice to have that experience, and there are like some choice moments in that film that I think really stand out for me. Um, but I definitely think it has its issues and it's more, I feel like this might be blasphemous to some people, but like, I feel kind of the same way I do about like the force awakens. It's going to be more so about like, okay, yeah, it's nice. We retreaded on a lot of this and you change some stuff up, but it's more so like where it's going to go from here for me. Yeah. And where do you think it's going to go? I like... I have no clue. I really, I just want scary. <laughs> like, I really want it to get back to, you know, and I, I really like... Terror. You know, I, Tension. I yeah. hope that it goes straight more for the tone that Crichton gets in his novels about, like, you know, it's almost more of, like, it's a thriller. Like, even the first film had it, like, really well. Yeah. And stuff. And, you know, maybe, like, the third act of The Lost World had it. And I'm just, like, I really want that feel like inserted again like it had it at one point in jurassic world and it was like a straight up aliens you know scene oh the raptor, the raptor sequence turned. yeah and like that i was wanted really cool more sequence. of that but eh. can i i want to bring something up and it's about us and our expectations for the movie um and like our feelings with jurassic world and you you mentioned that you saw it eight times in theaters i know i saw it like more than that actually and that's the one thing I want to bring up. That's not a normal way to see a movie. Of course, we're going to be extra nitpicking. The experience is going to change. When you see a movie that many times in a short amount of period of time, it's not going to have, you're not going to feel as wondrous each time you see it. And we have to kind of temper our expectations and to be realistic with ourselves because we're seeing the same thing over and over again. We're going to notice things. You really need to take your first few experiences one or two or three times and really build off of that before you kind of snowball into guess what you're seeing the same thing so many times you might it might grow a little stale and you don't want to overexpose yourself to it and i think that's a real risk and also with fans you know as fans we all have our expectations of where we want the story to go and i don't think that we should you know fault the film for not going in the direction with the story that we did like you know like oh i wanted to see the dilophosaurus and there was no dilophosaurus like yeah that's a bummer but we can't that's not a fault of the film that's just like a personal caveat that you just like i wanted to see that in the movie 
I, I think like for me, you just gotta you know address it on a more um. I guess like filmmaking level, like you know, where not like story beats so much as like, did the movie have a good Jurassic science-driven story, or was it too cheesy at times? You know, like you know, not things that you pick up on, like oh, but there wasn't this and there wasn't that. Just kind of go from your first impressions, and that's you know, I, I enjoy Jurassic World as a movie. I really do enjoy it. See, and that's and, where but we it did has that some because... moments that I just cringe on, and they but they weren't accidental moments. Like, Jurassic Park 3, I feel like some of its flaws that I feel are flaws, I don't feel like it was purposely like, let's just have some cheesy fun in this movie. Like, I feel like some of them just didn't, they the did not that hit they the didn't note have they were script. going for. Yeah. yeah, they did not hit the note they were going for. With Jurassic World, I feel like Colin Trevorrow really hit the note that he was going for. He directed the hell out of it. I think that he really directed his actors pretty well. And he hit, you know, he hit his timing and everything. I just don't like some of his choices. Um, yeah, I d- but I don't think that's people's. I don't think. That's but I don't think it was bad, bad filmmaking. Are on. I think. I think, I think that... it's it's personal opinion, you know. Because when I first saw the movie, I came out the complete opposite way. You know, every, I was I saw it with a big group of friends, and everyone, you know, the expectation was that I was supposed to love this movie. Mm-hmm. And when I came out, I was almost numb. I had I didn't know what I thought of it. It was too quick, and it happened too quickly. And I'm pretty sure I came out thinking I don't think that was as good as I wanted it to be 14 years we have these 14 years of expectations Mm -hmm. I know but I didn't enjoy it the first time I saw it and like I can admit that now I saw it the second time and you know obviously when you see something the second time it does slow down a bit I I I enjoyed it more the second time I don't think there was a point where I was honestly thinking this is fucking great like you felt I don't ever think I watched it that much I don't ever think I watched it and thought that um, which was a shame, and I I did see it a number of times, same as you guys. But um, there was never a point where I was really excited to. Why? Maybe maybe the second time was was the best viewing, and then the third time I was like, okay, I I need to give this a break, and then I saw it a couple more times. But I I I be honest with you, I've seen it once since I got the Blu-ray. Mm. The trailers ruined a lot of the surprises. Like the trailers really took a lot of the uh, joy of seeing it for the first time out of it. Like the marketing I mean, was dumb. To be fair, like yeah, yeah the, oh, marketing, the marketing was, was awful. pretty bad. I mean, it, and the problem is they're not going to get that message because they blew so many records out of the water. They're not going to get that message that hey, we showed too much. Like you know, they're they're hearing it. I'm sure even Colin Trevorrow went to the marketing teams like, what the fuck, guys? Like, you slow your roll here, yeah. like chill it out. But now that it made so much money. They're going to be like, yeah, we get what you're saying, but look at the money we made, so sorry we're doing it again. <laughs> and mm. that's how it's going to go. But unfortunately, I, I do think that, that also changed some of my expectations because I was like, oh, they're showing all this. Then what aren't we seeing? And then you go yeah, into the I, movie. You know, we, all, we discussed this many times on the podcast, I think. We were like, well, they've shown this, this, and this. We, we all thought there was a huge like aspect of the story that was had been unshown we and we overanalyzed we yeah we, that did we that did change our expectations a bit i think we do have to be realistic if i went into it with about the same amount of knowledge that i had on the force awakens i would still like the force awakens more um but i would have probably enjoyed the experience like the you know the sense of discovery which is one of my favorite things in the movies is that sense of discovery going on that adventure um, but they, like you said you know they ruined that with the marketing yeah, so. yeah. And, and, but we, you um, know, and we kind of did ruin that for ourselves in our position. I mean, that is something that we do have to kind of <laughs> acknowledge in our position. We're going to be exposed to every little piece of marketing. 
and it is going to change our experience a little bit. And um, I think now I'm just super excited for. I am actually. I, there was a you know after Jurassic World and stuff. I'm not saying I hate the movie. I did enjoy the movie. I liked the movie. Me and Josh had a good discussion over a couple of beers about the movie, and you know it was good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't really. It didn't really feel like a Jurassic Park movie to me, and I'm definitely not the only one who thinks that mm-hmm. but yeah it was okay but yeah and, and i was worried about the sequel and i remember this is something we discussed josh i was like just every aspect that they think that they're gonna take this movie in i'm worried about yeah it was until j.a bayona got signed and when he's it was literally that moment i read that he had said spain as a location there's just something clicked and i was just like boom we're moving forward and this is going to be a Jurassic Park sequel and there's just something clicked and, and now I'm just really excited for the sequel again Yeah. so you know this franchise still has life obviously and Jurassic World did an amazing thing it brought it back to life and uh, yeah the sequel is, is something I'm looking forward to and Chris you pulled up this quote before from Trevorrow yeah yeah um, says... shout out to uh, Sickle Claw it showed up in my feed I think yesterday uh, and like I totally had forgotten I know, and we cover this quote in a past podcast which is really funny but I had totally forgotten about it because recently we've been talking a lot about the military aspect of uh, Jurassic World and how we're afraid the sequel's going to double down on it but there is a uh, quote from uh, Colin Trevorrow that's basically like hey when you have new technology the first thing that happens is military application and after that it expands into new territories like home and medicine and agriculture etc and that seems to be a pretty heavy heavy handed hint that there's going to be dinosaurs but it they're it's going to be for more than just entertainment but it's not going to be military like it is in jurassic world Mm -hmm. Mm. and uh if you want to read the quote if you have it up i don't have it up anymore yeah, I've got it here. He uh, basically says it will not just be a bunch of dinosaurs chasing people on an island. That will get old real fast. So we we know that we, it's very unlikely that we'll return to the islands. If we do, it will be either well, it probably wouldn't be in the form of a flashback since we don't have them in JP. But you know, there may be a tiny sequence on the island. But it says I feel like the idea that this uh, isn't always going to be limited to theme parks, and there are applications for the science that reach far beyond entertainment. And when you look back at nuclear power and how that started. The first instinct was to weaponize it, and later on we found out that it could be used for energy. Uh, and then he goes on to say, and this isn't something necessarily that was in the book, but is a seed that I wanted to plant in this movie. Uh, is that, uh, wait, hang on. But is a seed that I wanted to plant in this movie is that might be able to grow. What? <laughs> in more of these movies if they decide to make more of them is. What? <laughs> okay, this is a bad quote, but. Uh, what if this went open source? It's almost like InGen is Mac, but what if PC gets their hands on it? What if there are 15 different entities around the world who can make a dinosaur? Sorry, that that last part of the quote was awful. But I yeah. feel like Jurassic Park engine is Mac, and Jurassic World engine is PC. Yeah. Like, <laughs> discount engine. Like, engine yeah. is not Mac. Not anymore. The, uh, as soon as they went military and kind of, like, lost the fucking plot, um, they... Uh, which, you know, I'm not... I don't horribly mind it as much as I just don't want it to continue in that direction. I think it worked well in Jurassic World. It was pretty enjoyable. Um, but I've, I said this when it happened. Um, you know when the raptor bites... Um, well, when it fucking kills Hoskins. Yeah. It's almost like he was killing the idea yeah. of, of military, you know, military dinosaurs and stuff. Because it was him that was leading it. Exactly. And it um, went wrong. I mean, I, you know, the raptors went haywire and then they killed Hoskins it's kind of like yeah it's a perfect perfect symbolism if that's the case 
yeah, I mean, if that was intentional, if that's what their meaning behind it was, then I'm glad. Because I don't, I don't want to see it go military. I don't know anyone who really does. <laughs> there are a few outspoken individuals who do, but they're very, very, very few. It's just like, you know, some people are like, yeah, I just want to see Mercs versus dinosaurs. And I'm like, okay. That's not Jurassic Park. That's not Jurassic I mean, Park. I understand if people want that movie, that's fine. You know, film is subjective as a whole. Yeah, but that's not what Jurassic Park is about. Let I, another I, I franchise do that. World, I think that's what what I've read, and you know, from other people as well. And my own personal opinion is that Jurassic World nearly went too far away from what makes Jurassic Park Jurassic Park. Yeah. All the elements of the movie that we like, and all the elements of the movie that keep it flowing. And uh, Jurassic World, maybe it tried to keep some of that, but it it didn't succeed. See, um, but I do hope that the sequel goes in that direction. I hope that it. Um, like Josh said, feels a bit more like a Jurassic Park, maybe a Crichton-esque yeah. thing. And, and with J.A. Biona saying that he's <clears throat> studying the novels, I think that's excellent. Although I'm pretty sure the script's already written, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, seems a bit seems a bit late for him. What I, I don't agree sorry there, as because... well. Just to interject, what does interest me is that they haven't met yet. Yeah, he, J.A. Biona, like the guy who's been announced as uh, directing the sequel to Jurassic World, hasn't yet met the producer, director, or Colin, the other uh, producer. You know, he's met Frank, I'm pretty sure. Because I've, I've read that he's had a good working relationship with him. So I just don't think he's met Colin Trevorrow or Steven Spielberg yet. Um, I'm sure he has talked... He's obviously talked over the phone and everything along those lines. Yeah. It just um, seems a bit late, you know? I... You know, it's... The movie's not coming out to 2018... Uh, I don't think it's that late. I, they're definitely having discussions. I mean, this entire time, Colin, again, we, we've covered this, but Colin hinted at him last summer. So he's been involved. He just hasn't flown out to meet some of these people. And I think that's perfectly fine. In the digital age, when he's, also he's making a monster calls then. But in the digital age, you can honestly use Skype. Um, assuming, it well. works, assuming it works for you. <laughs> well. uh, you can use Skype or other applications to call. And, um, no, I mean we we again we know that they've you know we're doing some blue sky art a long time ago um, for the sequel, just kind of exploring some of the visual new directions the movie could go. And as for like yeah, the story, the story by Colin Trevorrow, yeah, that's locked in. Just like the story, uh, Rick Joff on Amanda Silver still got a story story by credit on uh, Jurassic World, even though the last time they had wrote anything was back in 2012. Um, so yeah, while the story is sort of locked in, the script could definitely change and evolve, uh, as it probably will continuously do so up until the day they start shooting, just with refinements and maybe him saying, hey, this new character they introduced, it'd be really cool if we changed the name to this character and changed their motivation to match this character from the book. And uh, him studying the book also isn't just so much a story thing, it could also just be getting, making sure he directs it with the right tone and feeling. Yeah, of course, and I, I think that's what what excites me either way is the fact that he really is referencing all that source material. But then obviously Colin did. Colin played the old video games and stuff like that, and a lot of it just didn't make it into Jurassic World. Um, yeah, Jurassic World was more of a video game. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean that yeah. as an insult. I mean, it was a little more like gung-ho, you know, guns blazing. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's I mean, true. And I think Jurassic World was exactly what it meant to be for the most part. Um, and again, I'm not saying that they failed. Me yeah. not enjoying it is not saying that they failed to make what they. It just wasn't the make. movie you exactly. I'm wanted. just saying it wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it should have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. And actually, I'm exactly there with you. Like Jurassic World was not the Jurassic Park four I wanted, but it was way better than the Jurassic Park four I expected. And it actually was a good movie. But now, going forward in the future, I want a more Jurassic film 
100% hands down. What's beautiful about The Force Awakens is it's a Star Wars film. Yeah. Through and through. And Jurassic World doesn't fully feel like it was confident enough to embrace its own identity as a franchise, and it felt like it had to modernize no, it's, it's, too much. It's just... It modernized. A, a it modernized. Blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and that's what I think most people are, are hoping for with the sequel, is that they, they kind of tone it back a bit, but... Ugh. I mean, the movie you know, can be... selling the movie based on who's in it rather than the story. I think that's where it, that's where it becomes a... Uh, yeah. Well... You know... <laughs> I mean, I don't... I don't again, they, they did cast Chris Pratt before he was a huge action star, so it wasn't anything like that. I mean, if they no, wanted no, to no, sell them... No, no, it's the... As soon as that movie came out, it was like, boom, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Chris Pratt signed on for the sequels. Like, I, I don't care, man. I would that's do the same thing. That's not why I go see these movies. I know, that's but why. that's why a lot of people see these movies, and if you have, yeah, the, if, course, if you have the ability to announce it, why not? Because it grabs attention. I don't see anything wrong with that. As long as behind the scenes they're focusing on the right things, which they obviously are, yeah, but because so, they wouldn't so far, sign. Yeah, but so far they're not. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, I, I don't agree. <laughs> so they agree. can say all these things, but you, so far, you know, you can't say they're I mean, not focusing I, on the I right things. I think they've got a. I think they have a lot to prove with Jurassic World Two. But why would they not, hire not they have somebody like Bayona? But... Why would they bring somebody like Bayona on um, if they weren't, you know, focusing on the right ideas with how to hire talent? I mean, there are a lot of directors for hire that are safe bets. And that they could have easily went with, and I think that like right now, like you know, letting him assemble his own cast, um, his own crew. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of things. But happening. would you not say Bayona's a safe bet? No, I don't think that's a safe a safe choice, Bayona. I mean, no, he's a fantastic director. It's not like he's a dangerous choice, but he's just not a very you know he's a director that has obviously has a vision, obviously has a lot of talent, but he's not like you know one of like Universal's just kind of like he's never done like a. To. He hasn't done a many like huge studio. He's a Spanish films, filmmaker. He's yeah. not like a big Hollywood director for hire, is what I mean. Like that's the yeah, safe no, bet definitely. That way. I, no, I'm pleased with that choice. I think yeah, it's yeah. a really good choice. Um, I, 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 that and this, I think this is why my excitement has really come back because I, it's clear that they really are trying to make a Jurassic Park sequel the way it should be made. Yeah. That is clear, and I'm I'm it, excited. And obviously, I do get a little worried every now and then, but you know. Like Assis says, you know, Jurassic World's happened, that's it. You know, he... he. If they improve, cool. If they yeah, don't, whatever. What I'm got saying the original three. Yeah. They're hiring by talent, not necessarily name recognition. Bayona isn't some sort of huge recognized name. Um, for, you know, hardcore film fans, sure. People know The Orphanage and The Impossible, but, you know, he's not some sort of huge... They did not, you know, hire some guy out of re- name recognition. And they could have easily oh, yeah. done that. There, there are a lot of people out there that are probably well-recognized directors, um, safe bets that you could probably hire and be like, oh, okay, look at these 20 films he's got in his belt, these 20 decent films this guy's got. Um, there are a lot of different ways they could have went. And I, I think that they're definitely trying to hire somebody that has a vision and somebody who's talented and passionate and... Uh, and the fact that they've been on Bayona for a, for a long time, as we know, is it's a good sign. I'm glad. I, I think Collins made a really good choice with him. Like, you know, the fact that he's a Spanish horror director is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he's a horror director at all is is excellent. I all mean, of his movies, possible wasn't that was a good drama, but the orphanage, yeah. All of his I movies are that vivid kind of and raw, and uh, even yeah. like from what we've seen of uh, a monster calls even like something even though there's a lot of cg in that trailer something about the visual style looks so vivid and raw and real if that makes sense like it just looks intimate and that's something that we've always talked about jurassic world lacking is sort of a sense of intimacy it gets there but it's brushed over it's over before you know it and i mean i I get the feeling that bayon is going to bring that intimacy back yeah 
What do you think, Josh? Do you think uh, Bayonne is a good choice? Oh, I think he's a terrific choice. And I think this was something that, like, when we met um, in Chicago, like, this is just when, you know, it was between him and, like, a couple others or something. And we talked about that, and we both agreed, like, he would be the best choice, we thought. Because, like, stylistically... Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he does his own thing, and, like, he has, like, a very strong vision a lot of the time. And uh, I think, like... You know, when he takes on projects, it's not, um, you know, just a paycheck to him. You know, which is why I think, like, it didn't work out with World War Z. Like, he had, like, a vision and how he wanted to do it. And he's very passionate about, like, how he wanted to go about his film. And so, and it didn't end up working out. So, like, the fact that he took on Jurassic means that, to me, that he's very passionate about the way that he sees it going or wants to have it done. And I think yeah, that bodes well to, to me. Do that. Yeah. And I get the feeling that Colin Trevorrow is the type of guy, like, you know, he's writing with his style. But I think that he'd be, him and Derek Connolly would both be the type of person that if uh, Bayona says, hey, look, I like what you did here, but let's change the tone a little bit. I get the feeling Colin and them would be the type of people, they wouldn't be like, well, this is our vision. No, I think they'd be like, awesome. Yeah. You know, let's talk. Let's let's see where you want to go with this. Make this your movie. And I really get yeah, the feeling. Yeah, because Colin cause... seems like a fantastic director, especially in that sense. The collaborative effort that we heard from everyone behind the scenes was that he was amazing. Yeah. Like, anyone could approach him and be like, well, maybe I see it this way. And like any director should, really, be like, well, let's explore that. So, yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think that's good. I think uh, Bayona's a good choice. Yeah, yeah and I, I really think that Colin's, you know, really the type of person that does want to work with talent and create something and again i think that like with him writing it you know he's not gonna say well you know jurassic world had its cheesy moments so i want the sequel to have it you know if the director says you know what i get what you're going for here but maybe and i maybe he'll be like hey i love it or maybe he'll be like hey look let's actually this kiss scene doesn't work so can we scrap that yeah god yeah somebody should have said that um. <laughs> the jurassic world <laughs> Problem is but a I, lot of people love that scene. Um, I don't know a, a how. lot of a lot of new, a lot of new age casual audiences love that scene. And for me, what I loved about romance in Jurassic Park in the past is it was so subtle and nuanced. And this yeah. was just like we hate each other. We it love just, each other. It was so it was just thrown in your face, and it was so incorrect. Yeah. And it was very un Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's and, my know, biggest that, thing. Is it, it can happen in reality? It just it just yeah, didn't feel like Jurassic Park. And again. It did kind of feel Amblin, though. It did feel Amblin. A lot yeah. of my issues with Jurassic World do feel like an Amblin fun kind of family romp adventure movie. So I do get the tone. It's not it an awful tone. Kind of it you, just wasn't what I wanted from Jurassic, but it's not a bad movie. Like I'm like, God damn it, why'd they have to do this in this movie? But I, it still doesn't sap the enjoyment from it. It just makes it something different than what I wanted, which isn't the worst thing, but I'd rather it go back to closer to where my, where a lot of our love for Jurassic and where we all kind of define it. You know, we have flexibility with that definition, but... No, totally, yeah, yeah. We all have this sort of anchor. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, we all sort of Um, have this tonal anchor. Subtlety. If if you could give me a, a synopsis for your ideal sequel, or just give me... Any idea from your ideal suit? Is anyone still here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, good. Oh, I thought it had frozen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, Josh, give me a synopsis for your ideal Jurassic World sequel. I- or at least, you know, what is it? Ideal sequel. Ugh. Where do you want it to go? 
You know, I... It's the question we ask anyone who comes on. I, it's it's easier for me to hit on the points that, like, I don't want to see again than, like, where <laughs> yes. I necessarily would. And, like, I don't want to see militarized dinosaurs, and I don't want to see really any more hybrids. You know? Thank I'm, you. Like, I'm like, okay, we got that out of our system, we're done, and let's move on. If, if you want to hit that kind of shit, like, make a fucking Dino Crisis film. You know, to me. Yeah, yeah, totally there. So, like, I'm just, like, you know, let's let's get back to the terror. I I want to address, like, you know, I'm totally game for seeing dinosaurs in um, urban-ish areas. You know, I still think there is a huge um, thing with biasin that we haven't seen that could definitely be hit on. Um, And fucking... Carnotaurus, like that's all I want in my life is to see a Carnotaurus in a goddamn Jurassic film. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Because I the know. Indominus basically, took that role because the Indominus, like visually, is one hundred percent an abelia sorted. So, yeah. like it, it, you know, they drew inspiration in Carnotaurus with Jungasaurus, Rajasaurus, yeah. like, and it kind of. I mean, like I could totally see an abelia sword that looks like the Indominus Rex actually existing. It looks like such a real animal. Yeah, and it just, it, you know, took the invisibility from the Carnotaurus. The only thing it didn't take was the size or the uh, pair hunting. Yeah, you know, I really wouldn't mind seeing more of like the, the like perhaps some animals had already gotten off the island you know kind of a la the beginning of both of the novels how like you know costa rican villages were kind of being yes silently ravaged by you know copies or raptors that had gotten off the island um i'm not too sure although like I think it would be interesting to hit on DX. Like, I'm not sure how that would work. Like, and I don't want it to turn into, like, you know, Contagion or one of these other viral films. Like, yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, basically. Yeah, like, I don't want it to turn into that. But I still think, like, the impact of dinosaurs living on the Earth, you know, the whole... Which is something that Colin Trevorrow has said before, you know. Um, right after the film came out, he said that, you know, each film was, uh, you know, the first film, he took a lot of reference off of, like, the Ian Malcolm quote of, like, you can't, you know, whatever it is, like, I'm paraphrasing, but, like, you can't control nature, it doesn't, like, do what you want. Yeah, but like, then you packaged said, it, you labeled it, slapped it on lunchbox. Yeah, exactly. And for this seven, film, I think seven. he said something along the lines of, like, he's more, when he was writing it, he was focusing on Dr. Grant's line of, like, Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs and man, separated by 65 million years of evolution, thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? Like, that idea yeah. of, like, man, like, man's world really clashing with the fact that we brought back animals that have been dead for 65 to 145 million years. You know, like, the fact that they are back on our Earth and the fact that, like, you have this technology that was invented specifically to bring them back, like, you can't hope to control them or the technology that you've made. And Exactly. That's, that's what I want to see more of, I guess. And the repercussions on the natural ecosystem, bringing dinosaurs back in the mix, would be uh, devastating, yeah. honestly. Um, and I think that that could actually be a very interesting focal point for the movie to kind of, be, you know realize that we're screwing things up not necessarily that dinosaurs are murdering people left and right but obviously if you get close to them there is a certain risk of that but just looking at their impact on the environment 
um, the ecosystem, and, and, and what does that lead to? And how, how does that affect the way that we live and the animals? I mean, because you, you mess up that uh, that that chain, the circle of life, and it can really it can have effects. I mean, yeah, you know, things like you know every little part of the ecosystem matters, and when you in, introduce an invasive species. It has really weird and devastating widespread effects that you can never really guess about. I yeah. mean, you'll, you can introduce, like, a new fish, and next thing you know, crops aren't doing as well, like waterside crops, because it turns out that they're killing, you know, one of the animals that helped it populate amongst yeah. the, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of different effects, and I think that we could, uh, I think that that would make a very interesting Jurassic film. Yeah. Of course, it's got to have the terror and the adventure and everything like that mixed in with as well. Yeah. Hell, I mean, that's even maybe how you can introduce DX. What if DX was spreading to not people, but, like, maybe what if it was killing off natural indigenous wildlife? Animals, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and birds like, or something. When I, s- I guess very similar to the end of the Lost World novel there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What Crichton was hinting at for the future of the franchise was, okay, so, you know, we've had dinosaurs contained on an island for so long. Now they're a threat to humans. Now they're a threat to humanity as a whole. That's what was hinted at in the, in the Lost World novel. Yeah. So, not yeah, that they're I mean, overtaking they, our cities, but it just it has no, an impact. No, not that. It's, it's the, it was yeah. the, it was, they're still yeah, invading the a little the bit. that they that they have. You know, because the, they're on the boat, right? Leaving Sauna at the end of the novel, Lost World. Yeah, and, and they uh, discuss, like, they're, extinction. They're talking about the and, DM. Yeah. yeah, about the extinction of humanity, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, it, that's what Crichton was hinting at. That's where Crichton was, would have gone with, you know, the franchise itself. Um, Has I he would, ever? Yeah. I, am I misremembering, or did he ever allude to writing some basic raw transcript ideas for a, another Jurassic novel, and that he well, just kind of disregarded and then wrote like micro and other things along those lines, kind of yeah, in the same time? There was a few interviews where he said, um, "There's something Jurassic. There's something in line with Jurassic, or something like that." And then, obviously, he unfortunately passed away. Um, and then Micro was announced, as was Pirates of Pirate Latitudes or whatever. Yeah. It was. Uh, Micro was very, you know, Jurassic Parks meets Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, it was a very, <laughs> it was a very, it was a great book. Um, I feel like they're going to butcher the movie because it'll be way too brutal if they don't. If they if they yeah, stay true, I don't want to spoil it, it, but if they stay true to the book, it will be brutal. It'll be amazing, but it's a very yeah. I was reading it thinking like this would be a great movie, but I was like, but how? You know, it was one of those. It was like. This isn't as simple. Felt the same way about Prey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Prey was an amazing read. Though. Yeah. That was a, a really fantastic book. Yeah. I, I remember when I first read that, I was like, I want to make this yeah. movie. And then I was like, but how? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it's so. It's difficult. But as far as like dinosaurs, like I don't, I don't want like my comment about like dinosaurs in the urban to be taken the wrong way. Like I don't want it to be like King Kong or the 1925. Uh, like lost world like i don't want to see like you know a bunch of dinosaurs just wreaking havoc because then not only do i feel like that isn't what's in a drastic film like that's also just we've seen that so fucking much lately in all these films so many superhero films transformers like it's done in everything and so like okay if we have like a bunch of brachiosaurs and tyrannosaurs and stuff like that just rampaging down the street just destroying shit it's like 
It takes oh, away God. the impact. Yeah, well, they're it's, not it's like animals the, anymore. It's like that. Like, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and God yep. knows they've already stepped away from that a lot, and that's, like, one of the things that I want to get back to is dinosaurs Well, th- this, is, this yeah. is what bothered me with Jurassic World is that the raptors were not animals. scary at any point because they just throw them in your face and they're in a bright, enclo- like, paddock enclosure and, and the raptors are just just constantly there it just makes them not scary at no point in that film were they scary and I think you know it's the suspense that they were lacking and it's I they think, were just there I they think they came off frame. as pretty damn scary once uh, uh, once they encountered the Indominus and turned no I think that way, scene man it didn't make them scary at all I think that made it you knew they weren't going to harm anyone you just knew it well I mean you knew they weren't going to kill Owen or whatever but I mean they still offed yeah. like they everyone scary. they offed they everyone scary. other than Owen and um, Barry that's the one yeah, thing I yeah. really – Barry was my um, Billy in this film. And, like, I really wish that Blue had killed Barry just like what? I wish <laughs> that Billy had died in Jurassic Park 3. Like, Billy had, was supposed to die. What? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know he was supposed his... to die, and then they brought him back, and, like, I was like, that's the worst fucking decision. Like, out of the Apparently whole film, had he blind. died, like, I would actually hold – Jurassic Park 3 higher than I do like in opinion because yeah. I was like oh that film had some balls but I don't yeah. know how Billy survived anyways we saw like the water fill with blood blood Actually, yeah really funny story about Barry though when I first saw it for the first time at the June 9th at Hollywood premiere um, so after that scene where like the last time you see Barry is when he comes out of the log and then you don't see him again um, when they're in the final medical bunker at the end and like you just kind of see him there like he's just like oh hey someone. what's up the the entire audience just started screaming and cheering. <laughs> like, no like, oh, like, I'm like, I, he's know. alive. I'm like, I'm guessing That's that hilarious. was like, um, Omar like crowd there or something yeah. like that. But I was just, I just cracked up because like, that was like one of the biggest reactions. Like the audience went, I'm like, man, everyone is really happy to see he lived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you're right though, Josh. Like I think, uh, the sequel, Instead of having, obviously, no one wants dinosaurs in cities running around and, and heaps of dinosaurs. I think it still needs to have that mystery. There's, you know, there's a pack of raptors in that forest. Don't go in there. Which is a quote from Colin. You know, he said, you'd be around the world and what was it? Something about like how it's the same. You don't go in that jungle because there's, there's, you know, lions in there. Yeah. Or something, yeah. You know. And it was the same with this. You don't go in there now. There, there are raptors in there. That's scary. Yeah. Little yeah. Costa Rican villages. Uh, being attacked by velociraptors that now that's Jurassic Park and that at least gives the animals their natural instinct to hunt but also it makes it scary and it makes it feel like the first yeah the first like movie, they're still like all they're doing is hunting and like they're they're animals but at the same time like there's something a little unworldly about them that exactly. like just yeah. just like tiptoes into that monster quality, you know. Well, yeah, especially like the Jurassic Park Velociraptors. They've always been monsters, you know. They've always yeah. like killed for sport and you know done stuff. They, like they've that. been yeah. very territorial at the very least. Yeah, is the best way that I could describe it. And um, I think that you know what, in the Lost World, they acted pretty much like animals. Because yeah, basically, the humans stumbled into their territory. The raptors What's took care of it. They hunted them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, and I, it's it's like a the what was had they had a great trait in in Jurassic Park. You know, when the raptors come through the kitchen door and then they uh, snap at each other. Yeah, it's yeah. just a great. It makes it makes them an animal, right? It and they do the same thing in animals. Uh, the Lost World when they, they do stuff it in them. Lost World. Yeah, yeah, I, I love when that. Uh, Sarah gets away purely because they are animals and they uh, they suddenly snapped at each other because what was it? One one fell on the other one. Yeah, and then they just got in a scuffle. And, uh, 
Yeah, and that's the only reason she got away. Yeah. Or she was she was dead. I'll tell you no, what, Jurassic I, World could have done moments like that simply with more thought behind some of the CG sequences, in my opinion. I feel like some were really strong and others weren't as weren't, strong. Yeah, and like, I just feel like and a lot of it comes down to the animation, not even like the qual- visual quality of the CG. I just would have liked to see more nuanced behavior in the animals. Like the two parasaurs yeah, sure. fighting with one another, like you guys catch that? That's cool. Yeah, it's so hard to catch. It's way there in the background, but they just the way they butt heads. I was heads, like, "That's like, so great!" Like, I love that. But yeah, yeah. like mm. I wanted more of that kind it of. Just shit. make some animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. make some real. And um, so obviously uh, we are nearing the end now. But Josh and I know you've got to go shortly. But what? Uh, you're off on a dig. Yes. Correct. Yes, Tell I'm us leaving about Friday that, for a month in Utah. Wow, fun to the Badlands. Yeah, to the bet. So, um, I, I technically not the Badlands, I guess, because that's more so like Montana and stuff, which I have done before as well. But uh, this will be my second dig in Utah. I think overall, I have like six or seven seasons under my belt. Um, it's what I originally went to college for, but then I switched majors because for some reason I thought I'd torture myself as an actor. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm going with the Burpee Museum up in Rockford. Oh, fun! Uh, I've I've almost went with them before. Yeah, it's it's a great. God, it's so amazing. Um, And you've met Horner a couple of times as well, correct? What? You've met Jack Horner a couple of times. Yes. Um, the very first dig I ever went out on in 2007, I met Jack Horner out at our site. He came and visited because we had a juvenile T Rex site. Oh. And he was excited, so he came out. Yeah, yeah. And, like, of course, 2007, like, 15-year-old Josh was like, um, everyone's like, Do you, well, does anybody have questions? And I was like, um, Mr. Jack, um, is there anything on Jurassic Park 4? And, like, everybody <laughs>, laughs at young Josh, and, like, I was like, I knew I had that coming. But I had to ask. And then <laughs> uh, I met him later on that year at a conference, and then a couple years afterwards and stuff, like, I interviewed him for a couple of radio shows that, cause I used to do a dinosaur radio show in college and I did a short documentary and I interviewed him for that and stuff too. Like he's an interesting guy. He yes. just retired. Actually. <laughs> yes, he did. So, which makes but, me, yeah. I actually just brought this up uh, when I was talking to Jack and Assis and I'm like, you know, I wonder if him retiring means he's not going to advise on Jurassic five. I don't know. And that's um, also interesting. Do you think Phil Tippett is because, mm. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll see yeah we shall we'll see, see. Um, but Josh it sounds amazing man be sure to send some pictures in fact send us some pictures and we'll, we'll put them on the Twitter and stuff definitely um, for sure yeah which is just a side note obviously for those listening who for some reason I don't know may not have checked out our Twitter or anything um, on June 1st we're officially changing our name we're rebranding to Jurassic Outpost uh, the logo is now online you can check that out we got a really warm response um, from when we put the logo and the announcement up, so thank you so much to everyone who who likes the logo and you know who everyone everyone who's looking and everyone who's watching June first and we've got some amazing giveaways and competitions and you know Josh if you dig up anything if you dig up a dinosaur maybe we could give that away um, <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> but yeah um, looking forward to that so stay tuned June first Josh it's been amazing to have you on um, thank you for having me guys it's yeah. been a pleasure thanks for coming around no we'll have to do it again I mean when. When when we've launched the outpost and everything, we want to do this more frequently with with um, just j- other fans and people doing their own kind of 
sweet things you know oh, you want to yeah. have people on it'd be great to have you on again especially as maybe when we get a trailer for jurassic world 2 oh, man, sure. that's a ways away know, that'll be the peak of you can imagine how we're gonna be when that trailer hits you know maybe when we get some legitimate casting news you know yeah you know how cool it would be and this is such a such a pipe dream but you know how cool it would be if like one of our first teases like an image tease for the jurassic world sequel is like a glimpse of an animatronic it just like <gasps> just like the foot of like a raptor animatronic or something you're just like fuck yes they're doing it again like thank they're god yeah like it's, it's actually happening like this time <laughs> yeah that's what you know, we pray for that's what we hope for but of the um, toe claw just moving yeah like, that's oh, it's like, a it's like an it. instagram post yeah that would be cool well we can only hope um josh like i said it's been amazing to have you on man it's great to speak to you and you know we're going to try and come to Chicago again, so hopefully I'll see you soon. Definitely, definitely. Because it was great to meet you. I think just as an end point, that's like a final thing. You know, I met Josh years ago when we were both kids just talking on JP God. Toys, and somehow we both ended up friends on Facebook, and I know you helped uh, quite a bit with uh, Prime Survival back in the oh, day. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's kind of proof. Like, we met in Chicago, and not one of us died, you know? <laughs> like, yep. it's proof that online friends are, you know, can... It, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they're real yep. people. No, totally. And you're not the only one. Like, I've met, like, so many other people from different yeah. Jurassic Park sites. You know, like, it's it's great. The, yeah, I haven't had a bad experience with the people that I've met either, which is really which no. is really interesting. Like, we've both seen... I met Owens, uh, Jack Owens. Oh, I think he says... I think it's Ewans, but from the Jurassic Cast podcast. Um, we met in London um, before, what, before Jurassic World came out. And, yeah, like, I... I don't know how we, me and him became friends, but it was through like Twitter and Facebook back in the day. We were both, you know, Jurassic fans and he was writing and I was making films and... You both were named Jack. We both were named Jack, so we were like, well, we must be friends, like, you know. But yeah, no, it was great. And um, yeah, that big outpost meetup will will have to happen soon. Yeah. We'll get everyone down. Yeah, no, we we really should try to plan something special, like for like even maybe like everybody in the community at some point that can realistically do it. I don't know. These are all things to think about, but uh, moving forward, I think that we should really try to breach into large, new, expansive, and exciting territory. Definitely. And uh, Speaking of new and exciting territory, we should just do a little tease here at the end that we have some uh, fun guests coming up on the podcast. We don't have the dates exactly set in, but we do have fun guests coming up. We do. We do have some very exciting guests. Speaking of which, Um, I've made a little more progress on the one that I'm talking to as well. Um, okay, cool. We're all booked for the 26th on ours, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'm have super a date. Excited. We're him. not going to announce it yet because you know we've yeah. got our plan through the month of yeah. May to announce things. But stay tuned; they are very exciting. Yeah, um, I don't have a date. Third for my or fourth guy time yet. I've said this, but uh, uh, now, sorry, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry, I don't have a date from him yet, but uh, he's going to give me a call tonight and uh, just like chat and so kind of get a feel for things. He said, um, "Sweet." So, well, I gave you that list of dates yeah. uh, that we worked out for the first guest so <laughs> just if you, yeah just uh work with one of those days just yeah. not the 26th <clears throat> perfect um josh thank you so much for coming on man yeah L- listen no enjoy the dig that's yes thank insane. you very much <laughs> yeah yeah go go dig up a dinosaur actually <laughs> I, i've been telling everyone in the paleontological community if anybody discovers a new abeliosaurid they've got to name it the indominus rex assuming it looks similar I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it tell me that wouldn't be funny. Like they create their own dinosaur uh, to trademark it, and then they can't. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> that would be funny. Totally. Um. Cool. All right. Well, nice to speak to you guys. And All right. um, yeah, farewell.
Farewell. All right. Uh... <laughs>